What's going on? It's another episode of Dad Zombies. It's your boy Ken and my co-host, bro host. Bear with the bed. Bringing another episode of Dad Zombies to you, our fans, our listeners, the people who in, how can I say this? The people that like to listen to us talk. The people that lift us up, bro. Yeah. It's, yeah. We've been eight episode number eight. It's number you eight. Know, you know they said it's the number of completion. I thought it was nine, the number of completion. An odd number would never an odd number would never be a number of completion. Oh, okay. So eight is eight. A, a number of completion. Yeah. That means I need to have eight kids. Then I can be complete. All boys? Kids, period. I got I already had a boy first. Then I had a boy second. Mm-hmm. I can have all girls at this point. Ooh. No, you won't. You, you wouldn't survive. <laughs> you would not survive. Why wouldn't I survive? You wouldn't survive. They will run your house over. Man, come on. Boy, I, think, they'll paint, I want me a little They'll girl. paint the kitchen pink and uh, green. Pink and green. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, those, uh, what's Ivy the girl's colors? colors? Uh, Pink? I don't know. I don't. Are, girl, are colors specific to people? Uh, We make them that way. Is that like a, so it's that's soci- a societal Society definitely does, but we let Kyson choose his colors. So what if he just like pink and purple? Like that's his favorite color. Are you, is the societal part of you going to pop in? The societal part of me does pop in. <laughs> <laughs> it does, because here's the thing. At some point, you got to do police that. But like, I just let him, you know, I let him see. Yeah, it. figure it out. Figure it out. You got to be a kid. But his favorite, like I think his favorite colors, I know he loves red. Yeah. But he also likes yellow. But that's because that's his one of his mom's favorite colors. And then, like, Power Rangers yellow? Don't mm, watch the Power Rangers? It depends on... Bro, I'm really into it. So, like, that's, like, our little hobby. Like, we watch Dino Chargers. We watch Super Ninjas. Watch we watch anything so related many, Bro, there's, like, about eight different Power Rangers brands. And not all of them have a yellow ranger. Yeah. You you right about that. Even, like, the old uh, cartoons that I used to watch are coming back in on, like, Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. the Magic School Bus. This is new and improved. I seen that. I it's, said, and they, what? They update the graphics. Yeah. They update the graphics and it yeah. makes a big difference on like watching. I'd be like, damn, like, what if we had this back then? Yeah, because I remember watching TV with the booty on it. The booty on it? With the butt on the back. What the fuck is the butt on the back? Not no flat screen. Oh, just the regular. I didn't, bro. The all, tube I, TV. I was still thinking, I understand what you mean. Anyway, how, how, how's life? How's the kids this week? The kids is good. Well, the kid. The kid. <laughs> the child. <laughs> the boy. The boy. The, the kid that did. <laughs> the son. Indeed, he is he is good. Um, he's talking a lot more. He's literally putting together sentences that um, I'm not expecting. Like he's mm-hmm. holding conversations. Like the other day, he was taking a bath, and I was talking to his mama, and then um, he jumps in the conversation, and then he kind of he told us where her grandmother was. I was like. Mm-hmm. Dude, for one, stop telling it all. And two, <laughs> good job. Yeah, kids are smart, man. Matter as a matter of fact, I was uh I had a question to myself and I raised it to, to my wife and I said, How do you think kids know what the word where and how means? Like where and how? Like this. If we're teaching numbers, mm-hmm. so I'm one uh, one finger, two fingers, three fingers, okay. I got that. And then I say, how many fingers am I holding up? How do they know is the question? They be cheating. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how I know they be cheating because it's muscle memory. So if you reward them when mm-hmm. they do something right, they remember that a lot more. This goes back to, I think it's the, is it Pavlon? It's a scientist. You know more than me. Um, it's called, 
the things like the Pavlon box or something. No, the, the, I'm sorry, the um, Sketcher. Damn, it's coming to the top. It start with an S. I know for sure. All my psychology. Socrates. No, <laughs> damn, you about to throw me off. Come on, <laughs> I was getting there. I don't know. Skinner man. box. I'm sorry. There it go. Ah. All my PhD friends, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, that's a word that I have never heard in my life. So basically, the Skinner box is where is an experiment to where he put, I believe it was mice, mm-hmm. and what he would do is he he would he would give good treatment to one set of mice and bad treatment to another, and see how they reacted. So if they would they would move to another level based off of the um, if they got the cheese or not, and then he took away the cheese and like you know to see what they mm-hmm. would do. Um, and it was something that had to do with like positive and negative reinforcement, mm-hmm. but, oh, I'm sorry. It's the Pavlon belt. Oh, I'm mixing that. Okay. Those are like eight different things. I'm sorry. I've, <laughs> I stu- I've heard that. I was, I've heard a study like that. I think probably because it's a million mice. I'm, uh, what, I'm, what I'm referring to is the, the, so it's the salivation of the dog. That was the experiment. Okay. This is a different science. His name is, I believe, Pav- Pavlon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about how he rang the bell and when he rang the bell, he would feed the dog and then he fed the dog and then the dog would salivate. Mm-hmm. So then he did it over and over and then he got to a point to where he would just ring the bell and then the dog would salivate, but he wouldn't feed the dog. But then he would do that over and over and the dog still salivated. Mm-hmm. But it's just a conditioning that he was trying to um, explain. For my listeners and uh, me, what does salivate mean? Saliva. Oh. Salivate, saliva. I didn't know. Those are root words. Okay, listen. I'm not no English major. I'm not an English major. At no point, never thought that was. I known. I don't even want to be no teacher. What was that word we couldn't figure out today? Uh, it started with a D. It started with a D and ended like, with an N. We passed that hole around the whole house. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody knew what it was, but Siri. Yeah, that's uh, scary though, because that that's, that basically says is that what are we? <clears throat> We've gotten so technological, we can't even spell no more. Yeah, and then we got to read it. We don't even read. We ain't. I'm not even. We're we. talking about the masses. We're not talking about all listeners that are listening to Dad Zombie right now. Because we know they smart. We know they smart. That's because they subscribe. Mm-hmm. They and they listen. And they listen. And they listen. And man, Shout out Dad Zombie. And, and since y'all listening, want y'all go head on and head over to Baron Beard and put in that uh, zombie promo code and buy one get one free. Or you can get the 30% off, 35% off, using that triple B for my boy, Baby Big. Baby Big Beard. I'm sorry. Baby Big Beard. You trying to give me a new name. Bro, your chin hair is growing. Every time I see you. I'm telling you, my green is all, I mean, not my green, my gold is almost gone. Yeah, it's pretty much out of it. It's pretty much gone. And also, you know, you can get that band beard too. Hmm. You got to go to Dad Zombie Hmm. on the gram. It's a direct Add on there. Direct promo code. And a link. Yep. So, you directly with Dad Zombie, then you link directly to Bambi. How's the... um? It's a two-in-one. How's, how's the listeners? I see we've been going up in analytics, right? Yeah, we got a, a consistent... I say a consistent number. Yeah. And I appreciate, like, this is the type of stuff that I want, like an organic following. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. If, You're not paying for ads or nothing. Yeah, it's like, you know, we day. always open for sponsors, but at the same time, we're not we're not going to promote something we don't believe in or that doesn't uh, help our people because that's what we're in the business of is helping our people. And for the listeners out there who are on the same note, you know, y'all can also- I ain't going to just say I ain't going to support something I don't believe in because- uh, <laughs> What you mean? 
I'm I'm gonna just say this, and it's and see people I, because I think from a economic and a business background, marketing, I don't necessarily. I think it's a lot of stuff that you don't believe in, but you still go and act of. So yeah, I, like saying the pledge, like the pledge later. Yeah. I used to get in you, trouble. You remember in, when we was at the baseball game? Yeah. And we was just the only we one. Was we was just standing up. <laughs> now, I used to get in trouble when I was like in uh in like elementary, middle school. They used to be like, put your arm, your hand on your shoulder. I mean, your hand on your chest. And I'm like, sometimes I just keep my hand down. Like, I didn't know back then that, you know what I'm saying? But they try to instill the pledge so deep. Into your root, where you damn near wake up in the morning. I pledge it for for no apparent reason. Like, why don't you pray before you uh, pledge? I used, bro. I used to go out in center field and I would get on my knees and pray. That's dope. Every every game. That's dope. Everybody saying the pledge. I'd be out in center field by myself praying. Hey, even in sports, uh, you run down the field on football. Mm-hmm. You run out the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You run to the end zone. What you do? Get Take a knee and knee, pray. Get on my knees and pray. Take a quick break. You know, there's something to be said about praying on your knees. Um, and that's what I guess I've always admired about um, people of Muslim faith is that, I mean, for one, you you take you take five times out of your day to acknowledge God. I know it's a lot of people that are, I mean, heavenly in the church and whatnot. But I mean, not you not to question anybody's faith, but at the same time, it's like, are you that disciplined? Because that discipline goes a lot into how you're acting and treating other people in the world. Um, so just something to be said about um, your rituals of things. Um, I mean, it's a lot that goes behind it, but I always found it interesting. Okay. And today's episode, because of the holiday that we're going to celebrate, our brother, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., <laughs> his birthday. By the time y'all hear this, it's going to be... His day, because his day is on January 20th. Uh, actual birthday is January 15th, 1929. Woo! <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Do you know what was going on in 1929? A whole lot dog, of racism. Dog, like, I couldn't, I, <laughs> and people be like, man, I nah, you, it's different yeah. back then. And that's when, it, that's... It's, Nineteen, the 20s, that was, uh, if I'm mistaken, somebody can email us at dadzombies at gmail.com uh, if I'm wrong. But that was around the end of Prohibition. The 20s, the 30s, that was around Prohibition. Am I correct or wrong? Anyway, the height of racism peaked in the mid-50s and 60s. And that's when this man was active. I don't think the height of racism peaked. I think that it got more publicized because the media got more advanced of getting the information out. Because if you want to talk about his peak, mm-hmm. let's go back to 1637. Okay. Let's, let's go back. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's a peak. Let's, I mean, all throughout the slavery, that's slave a peak. Trade. And then even the after trade. slavery, I mean, you think about people in Texas, what they celebrate. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. That's a Texas holiday. That's a uh, Texas holiday. And you know the crazy part is, uh, now we can't well, we can't bypass the holiday without telling people what it is. Okay, because I'm from this. Louisiana, so I didn't know what it was. Exactly. So I got out here. And you were our neighbor. My wife is from California. And she knows nothing. She about was it. like Juneteenth. Yeah, I was yeah. like, and to me, like I'm a native of Texas, so we was out of school. We did stuff for Juneteenth. Because mm-hmm. I y'all look it, forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> like that was something that was on the agenda. Yeah. And uh, Juneteenth was basically when 
Texas was basically freed of slavery. That was when it finally got down to us because everybody they else was free. They they wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, they, nobody, how, how many years was it? Like ten years or something? Uh, I think it was. I think it was like eight or nine years. Eighty nine. Eight. Eight to nine. Eight. Oh, ten. Round up to ten. Oh. Okay, eight to nine years. But I'm saying in specifics, because uh, you got to think about the way message travel. It wasn't no slaves running around to my hey, we's free, we's free. They was going to the north when they, they got free. Yeah, yeah. They weren't they trying to say nothing Imagine what it would have been like on a plantation, right? And I did the reason why they didn't want to free the slaves is because they were terrified of the revolt. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what would happen after that. After you had done this to a, a race of people. What is the repercussion? They, that's what they feared the most. So imagine what it's like, because there was some instances where they was just like, okay, you know what? Cool. Wash hands. We're done. Bye. We, we're moving on. We're free. Cool. But then there's other instances where it's like, take Texas, for instance, mm-hmm. like everybody else free and they you got got black people walking around. They like, fuck y'all doing pink and cotton still. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all I don't know. think black people were walking around Texas though. They, it was a man on the. I know it was somebody on the horse. It was like a Django type nigga. If it was a nigga, oh my god, <laughs> it had to be. But yeah, Texas uh, is big as shit. It is. They're it's uh, eight hundred and eighty miles from El Paso to Orange, Texas. Boy, you know it. <laughs> yeah, I know you know it. I could. I've drove to Amarillo, and I, that was far. <laughs> Amarillo from New Orleans. Yeah, that was far. That's, that's a long way from here. Houston, it's about it's 15 hours. Yeah, and uh, he went to the prestige, and I'm gonna say any when I come when it comes to talking about HBCUs, I will say prestige, and I'll say that with honors, like I would probably like somebody else would say Princeton. He went to HT then. No, he oh. went to an HBCU, uh, Morehouse University. Oh. And the crazy part about this, and it kind of uh contradicts time. Because back then, uh, black people wasn't as educated, and you know we didn't have the amount of resources that white areas had. Mm-hmm. This man went to college at fifteen. Okay, yeah, but you also have to keep in mind this: they was on a whole different life scale. They was only expecting to live. Bro, to, to get your a... doctorate by twenty one, twenty two years old. I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cold. That's what I'm saying. That's like cold. even with. Even with that. But their school systems was like, you can knock out two semesters in one semester type deal. Like, they, they system not set up how we, because we're- I was they, I would say I was probably uh in more of a financial stance. That's, and that's what it's all about. Our schooling now is made to prolong the process so you continue to have to pay the school to stay in, pay tuition, tuition, because the government's going to give you the loan. All you got to do is pay your loan. That's what they're not worried about on the back end. So they're like, damn, if you want to stay here five years, cool. You want to stay here six years, cool. But back then, it was more about, damn, get in, get out, get in, get out. Mm -hmm. So that's why you was able to do classes and learn different aspects of it within a short time frame. So their schooling wasn't like our schooling, how long it was. But, you know, not to discredit Dr. King or nothing. He still did his thing. And he still went to a good school. Like Morehouse is a well-known school even to this day. Like they just don't accept. even Just because you black don't mean you get in. You get what I'm saying? Kind of sort of you do at Morehouse, but what I'm saying is you're not gonna just be black with a 1.9. They still got some kind of standards. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And you being a an alumni of an HBCU, yes sir. And me being a future alumni yes, of sir. an HBCU, we understand that 
there is an importance in our community that our people experience at HBCU. Not to force none of the listeners to say, you have to go here, you have to go here. But there's an experience, I feel, at an HBCU that you can't get in no other school. Can't. Whether you go to University of Texas, you can go to Al- you, well, Alabama, that might be a whole, unless you sports, that's still, because that's still a racist area. But, <laughs> you know, you go to NYU, yeah. you go to Cal State. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, those different- are... PWIs. But that's what you you go what you're looking for. And I had a conversation um with one of my uncles, uh his son, right? Mm-hmm. Um so basically we talked about he's on the bridge of where he wanted to go in university. Did he want to go to uh did he want to go to Prairie View or did he want to go to HT? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's let's throw this back. I said, what type of person are you? Mm-hmm. Because that tells you a lot of where you're going to go in direction-wise. Because if you're looking for a party atmosphere, you know where you can go. If yeah. you're looking for just, you know, just hang out with friends, you know where you need to be. But if you're trying to excel, if you're trying to get that get your education going, if you're trying to feel safe in a community where you can grow, go to HT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and all HBCUs have a similar but different atmosphere. Yeah. Uh HT had a, it was a smaller campus, so it had a different atmosphere. Uh, Prairie View has a different atmosphere. Yeah. TSU has a different atmosphere. Uh, UHD has a different UHD, atmosphere. Yeah, but that's 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 still part of it. Yeah, it's still huge, bro. Have you been on there? But I mean, like Bethune like Cookman, that's a whole different. You know what's a, and you know what's a, you know, okay, how about this? Ooh, it's not a quick draw because it's, it's not powerful enough. So I'll call it like a little. Many quick drops. <laughs> Many quick drops. <laughs> Pea shooter. Mr. <laughs> Pea shooter. All right. So if you had to go to any PWI, what university would it be? If I had to go, uh, I always said when I was younger, like coming up before I even knew about like HBCUs. Before, just so our listeners know, PWI. Predominantly white institutions. Okay, continue. Um, I said Florida State. Ooh. Gators. Seminoles. Jump, jump, jump. Seminoles, oh. not Florida. Oh. Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. What? I used to love the football team. What? I listen, they it was, was kind of cold. It was either them or University of Georgia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not what I had in mind. I knew I was gonna go. I like I, I, I had an idea. I like I don't know, I love the South. You know, the South has a feeling that's that's comforting to me. So subconsciously. Thinking about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to be in the South, but yeah. I, I'm like, I wasn't thinking of that. But now that I've kind of said it out loud, I'm like, they both in Southern schools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just on. What was yours? Um, so my cousin went to University of Miami. Okay, um, still in the South. That's and you know I've been there. I like the experience, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I think if I can go any like a PWI, I wanted to go to Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah, University of Cincinnati. That's yeah, yeah that's a different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to be from the Midwest yeah. to want to go to there. Or something. And I, I've been to Cincinnati before too. Since, it's a beautiful city. I've been through Cincinnati. It as well. Showed me so much love. I, I mean, I stayed there for like a week, bro. Yeah, at the time of my life. And the and and the thing I would say that I would feel like that's important about HBCUs is that they have on campus organizations such as fraternities, sororities, uh, student government, which basically teaches you about. Post graduation in life, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It definitely and, equips you, and, and then it gets you in a network of being able to be something greater than you came in. And I tell you this: most people that are Greek, ninety percent of them do not lean on their network after college. 
That's and his and I, that's I can, crazy. I tell you a fact because a lot of people they end up graduating college with no jobs, or they end up graduating without a plan, or they just settle in trying to figure out where they're gonna go. And the bad part about that is that well, I wouldn't say the bad part, but the part that delays you to get into that next level is that you're not leaning on the resource that you made all the sacrifice for. Yeah, some people just uh live on that as that was the time being. And and that's what I'm saying. You don't it's yes, it was a time being, but there's a whole reason why these black Greek organizations were started because they're like for instance, my fraternity was started on a PWI in Indiana. Um and what happened in is, Clan Land. Clan land. There was more people in there was more clan in Indiana than they had in the South. Mm-hmm. These and that this is why I say <laughs> a lot of this stuff is rooted, I know, and it came before Dr. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. but he still started the Southern Christian Leadership Conference for a, a way to be able to be in the community and promote ourselves to the public. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And like create a network of people who are like-minded and want to do the same thing. Like back then, they went out to go register people to vote. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes fraternities and sororities can't even go out there and, and get people to vote. Because some of them... And this is why I say some apples can rotten for the whole bunch. And you shouldn't let that happen. But it does. Because sometimes even the people in power don't really want to do nothing. That's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just want to wear that hat because of the the title of the hat. Yeah. And that's like, that, that defeats the purpose of what you're doing. And like, what's your purpose as a full mission? But that's the, that's the thing. You can't. Power is not for everybody. Everybody doesn't. Everybody can't handle the power like somebody else can, because you can have some some of the. And I'll, I'll tell you this: the more access you have, the more things you're involved in, the more it seems like you have a certain status, right? Mm-hmm. But with that, what do you do with that? Because if you have status, you could just sit around, blow weed all day, go to parties and shit. Cool. They just know you as the cool guy. That's cool. That's cool. Or you can be out there telling niggas, hey. This how you wear a tie. Oh, you don't got a tie? Let's go get one. We about to go to this Goodwill right now. I'm going to show you how to flip and get a suit. That's like, like the difference between being cool and being a real man. Yeah. Just because I can dress like this or girls like me, that don't necessarily make me cool. No. Nah. Like in a real man's world, that's that's like superficial. And that shit only, that shit, that shit short lived, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like you going to be young for so long and then at some point, he, your knowledge got to kick in. You you gotta have some kind of smart, you gotta have some kind of thought process where you gotta take advantage of the resources that you're given. Like being at an HBCU, I learned more about my black heritage than I did anywhere else. Like, yes, I did gain uh academics, I did gain networking, I did gain all these relationships with these people, and mm-hmm. I was exposed to a new world, but at the same time, I learned more there and like truth of it rather than the wikipedia or what has been told to us so many times because would you keep listening to the person that lied to you and put you in slavery like that had you captive oppressed would you keep listening to that person that's all that's gonna be a christianity question no not would take religion out would you listen to the person who oppressed you. Like if they said, oh, such and such is this type of person, such and such is that type of person, but this is the person that's oppressing you. This is the person that's shown that they oppressed you. Well, I, I mean, 
I don't want to just go and be like, I have no oppressor type shit, but no, I wouldn't listen to him because that's, you can't, and then that goes back to the Lonnie Love situation, Mm -hmm. is that how can you speak on something, but you're a part of the agenda? Yeah. Like the whole disenfranchisement of the black race is now, you know, disputed because the 99% of, well, it's not, it's like a fact, it's some number that they have, but if the child is, you know, mix and then they're more likely to have um seek out more of a, somebody that's white race well, i say white race mm-hmm. but you know what i mean just for sake but be, just because of the status they're like okay you know what that's a that's a trophy because society paints the black man or the black female as the the bottom feeder yeah so they're like why would i want to be with that type deal yeah true uh and with dr king being a preacher activist and a humanitarian do you feel like with all that he did back then, it fully translated over to today's time? Like how we are treated as black men, black women, uh, the opportunities that we get, because we're not going to go away with everything that he's passed the, the, through the bus, uh, bus boycott, mm-hmm. uh, the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. To basically say that everybody's equal. So you're saying it's his dream happening here? Yeah, now. like as of today, that we're living out his dream. Now that's a two part question, um, and I say that because why? Yes, we are living out his dream. We also living out his nightmare because the whole soul two part answer. Two part answer. My <laughs> we damn man, why you throwing me off, man? <laughs> Cause I was about to be like, I just asked get, you a question. Let me get back into. Let me get my sip. Get back into it. <laughs> so, while we are living out his dream, I have to say that we're living out his nightmare. His dream was for us to be in unity, for us to be able to walk, lift one another, live next to one another, and you know, copacetic, you know, work with one another. Fine, perfect. But the other part of his dream was for us to have our own. Mm -hmm. He wanted us to have our own economics. He wanted us to have our own communities, our own educational systems. Um, Even though, like, just as, yes, we are, we we do integrate, but at the same time, we can withstand. We don't necessarily have to survive off of somebody else. So you think he was on a Booker T kind of march? I think once once he got on the whole economic piece, that's when they... Yeah. Uh, that came from shortly. He gave a speech that not a lot of people knew about. It was called "The Other America." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was shortly before the Lorraine that, Motel yeah. uh, situation. That because that would have changed the whole dynamics. Yeah, because keep in mind, yes, we did come out of slavery, but we were still dependent. Yeah, we was we was we were dependent, and because we were dependent, we had to create our own because we wasn't welcome. And not being welcome, what do you do? You build your own churches, you go to your own church, you get your own markets, you go to your own markets. Yeah. So you're only supporting what's in your community because that's where you feel safe. But what that integration did was that it made people feel so safe to a sense to where they say, hey, you know what? I like going to uh, Bob's shop better than uh, Willie G. Yeah. So, and then next thing you know, Willie G's shop is going down. And yes, he did, like, you know, he didn't necessarily have the same resources as Bob did. But because Bob got the loan, really mm-hmm. G built it from his hand. So therefore it's a little bit different in shop. But at the same time, the mindset was that you got you got suckered into it and now you don't support your what's inside your own. I, we're getting back to that, but we're far from it. Because what is what's the number that how many 
business percent in comparison to? Uh, I think it was like we were twelve point nine percent of the population, and yeah. we own four percent of all businesses, or uh, black-owned businesses. Yeah. My biggest issue with that, um, and when I say that, I mean uh, integration. I feel like integration handicapped black people. That's what the word I'm looking for. It it basically we had our own. We had our own communities. We had our own shops. We had our own restaurants. We had our own restrooms. You get what I'm saying? We had our own damn near uh, mm-hmm. police force. We had our own barbershops. Yeah, our own barbershops. But then you go just because so long, so long, you've been like, we can't go in here. Now we can finally go in there. So now you want to go just because you can go in there? And that's why that's why black, It's like growing up. That's why black guys, when they get to a certain status, and I'm not saying this at all, like with all of them, mm-hmm. do not quote me by saying that by all of them. I know them, you're going. But there's a lot of them mm-hmm. that switch it up and be like, you know what? We're going to go to white way. We're going to Becky. <laughs> we want that Becky put yeah. Why? Because you ain't never had it. It's been off limits to you all your life. Even all your life you've been told not to look at it. You've been told not to whistle. You've been told not to do that. And now you've gotten to a certain status to where you can actually holler at her and you look. So oh, they hollering at you. Oh, they hollering at you. Because they know them dollars coming. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. They know them dollars oh, coming. This shit, that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And like us having our own, I feel like we should have our own environments, our own neighborhoods and be just coexisting. I'm not even saying us being uh, separate. I'm not saying that we have to whites only, black only. Uh, Should everybody else do it in Houston? I know you already know who got the heights on lock. The LGBT community. You that, know who got the um, the bell. I mean Bel Air on lock. The Asians, mm-hmm. and they about to take over Beach Nut too. <laughs> bro, this is this is a cold. Bro, this is monopoly. Like looking in real yeah, life, and, and and like us as black people, and I feel like this is not all, but a mass majority that we get. Listen, but when I say even that, man, like we got I'm acres. from Third Ward, and that's not even an area like I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Like some people, and this is crazy, and I feel like it go like with time going forward, we're going so backwards. It's like people glorify the streets so much, where that becomes like your credit, like your street credit is like your real credit. Like that that don't matter when you go into the bank. Yeah. And that's not even just saying because you're dealing with white people. You can go to an all black bank. And I wouldn't give you no money. They don't care about your skin. I'm running the numbers. Yeah. Like <laughs> if I see that you have credible history, yeah, I can loan you some money. And you look presentable. Like just waking up out of your bed with a bonnet on your head. Asking for fifty thousand dollars for your hair salon. Just because yes, like I I'm I, and then Ooh. People get mad. <laughs> they get mad. They, they get swear. mad. Like I'm post. I'm trying to do this, that, and other. If you try, if you know better, you will do better. Yeah. That's that's the that's as simple as it, as it is. If you know something, then do it. If you know a better way to do something, and a more efficient way to do it, why not take those steps? No, you don't want to take those steps because it's easier just to get up off of your ass and just walk into somewhere as is. Yeah. Only church says, come as is. <laughs> and then people don't even do that. They be getting all dolled up for church and stuff and just, you know, trying to put, got to make sure the wig on right, you know. Or they party all night, Friday night, Saturday night, 
And then when Sunday morning come, they ain't got no energy. Well, I don't party and I still don't, bro. But that's because, I I mean, I, I look at spirituality as a different, um, now that I'm older. But you're a more enlightened human being, though. Yeah. Uh, You have some kind of spiritual. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the perfect angel either. Um, But I also repent for my sins. I also uh, ask for forgiveness. I pray. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I do these practices to... Rituals. Okay. No, I say practice. No, say rituals. I would say practice. Why do black people have a problem with saying rituals? What do you mean? I'm just saying, I feel like... Okay, so mind you, before Christianity, what were we? I, just African. Slaves. Wow. Okay. Uh, we just going to bypass that. I'm not going to jump into that one right <laughs> what? now. Um, Wait. So you before... Okay, oh, God damn. <laughs> Why would you say that? Now you're throwing me off by saying something like that. We just was saying. not slaves. I said before... We were enslaved. You said we were slaves before we were Christians? No, we were not slaves before we were Christians. Okay. We were uh, whatever our native religion was. Okay, let's just say we was Muslim, right? Because, you know... African continent had a lot of Muslim mosques um, that was established in Timbuktu, but that was torn down by the Romans. But let's just say, you know, for instance. Okay, we're just going to go with Muslim. Okay. Damn, I forgot what I was talking about because you made that damn comment. Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying for the average person uh-huh. out there, don't know that. Okay, let's just fast forward. Because you, listen, the, the, the school system that our people are uh, piped through. Okay, I, I got it back now. Okay, I remember. We talking about rituals. Okay. okay, I feel like because we, if Muslim is, be, being Muslim, you have a very strict faith. Mm-hmm. You live by a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You don't eat certain um, things. You don't, you pray five times a day. You you live, you have a set of rituals that you practice. That. So rituals is what you practice, which makes up your religion. Mm-hmm. Same thing with somebody that's take that over to business is that if your rituals that you're practicing don't align up with the goals, you're not going to achieve the big picture. If the big picture is for you to get the loan, if the big picture is for you to get that advancement, to get that new job, therefore you're going to have to do something extraordinary or you're going to have to do something on a consistent basis that's out of your norm. You can't walk the same what type of way and expect to get a different object. What we what you said? Um, ignorance? It was insanity. Insanity. It's, oh, there you go. You remember or not? Yes. It's, it's so insanity is doing the same thing over expecting different results. And if you're trying to elevate and you're doing the same rituals or practices, I don't know why, y- why y'all like- I'm going to tell you the reason I say practices in my personal opinion. I say practices because uh, the older I'm getting, I'm starting to look more into religions. And I say religions because the one that I've been taught, I feel like I don't necessarily feel like the people that in that religion, they're, they're all like hypocritical and do so much, and it's like we can't it's, say all. Oh, okay, a lot of for them, a lot of them. They're, they're hypocrites, and they do a lot of the things that they uh, ashamed, and they used to do with they. They look at people as young folks, as they would say, "Y'all young folks, y'all doing our willy nilly." Y'all had eighty five kids, mm-hmm. so the only difference is we just strapping it up. <laughs> if you want to do the numbers type deal <laughs> but you know I say practice because like I said I'm looking into these 
different religions. So I'm looking into Muslim. I'm looking into uh, Islam. Islam. Okay, Islam. I'm looking into different religions just to see how they practice, just see what they believe. And if you really look into all of these religions, all of them believe in God. All of them believe in God. Now, they might not believe the same way that God is formed or God. You get what I'm saying? Like everybody, but all of them believe in God. Because that, that's what it goes back to is your rituals. Is that what are you practicing? What are you doing every day that makes you a Christian? Yeah. And what are you I doing feel, every day that makes you Muslim? What and you I feel like Buddhist? the religion that I pick and choose that I finally decide that, that that's me right now. I'm a very spiritual person, but the one that I pick can best describe me as a person, not just because I was brought up this way. Like just because you you was in a household and your your dad whooped your mom ass. Do you think you got to take that over mm-hmm. to your next relationship? No, that's not right. That's not a right thing. And I'm not saying that religion isn't right. I'm just saying that particular religion isn't right for me. I'm very spiritual and I know who I pray to. You get what I'm saying? I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. But for the full concept of Christianity, I can't really... The story better doesn't yes, make sense Yes, it's to you. like everything. It's like it's crazy. There's like, too many hands touched it. Yeah, it's like okay. When too many hands touch a good thing, it kind of soils. And then the, the older you product. get, you have questions. You like, bro, who is John? Who is John? Okay, like the my Baptist. Name? Yeah, uh, but I'm saying okay. Then you say, who is Jonah? Who is Matthew? The one that gets me is when they talking about like like when I, when you hear stories about Jonah mm-hmm. and Jonah, he got swallowed by a whale and lived in the belly of a whale. I'd be like, think about the realistics of that. But but I think <laughs> thinking with my spiritual mind, what is a well? I'm pretty sure if I break down the uh, etymology of what the word well means, mm-hmm. it probably means something different. Yeah. So he might have been trapped in a shit. I don't know. I, like I'm saying, like I haven't done the. But that's the question because you're getting older and you're getting to a point where you're starting to question life as it is, and you're not just going along with somebody's telling you. Like at this point. If you receive any information, you're going to do some kind of research on it. Mm-hmm. If I sit here and tell you that the sky is blue because of the reflection of the ocean, you're going to be like, okay, I, that sounds good. And I don't but, even think that's the reason why. But what I'm saying is it sounds good. It does. But is it true? What do you think it is? I don't know. You know what I think it is? I haven't even like did the research. I just that was a good analogy though. No, it was good because I think that because they say that the sky is blue because of the reflection. I think it's because of the sun, right? And the reason why I say the sun is because when something is so hot, the hottest temperature burns blue white. Mm. So most of the times the sky is either blue or the sky is either white. That's why it's hot as hell in That's, Texas. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't because even that far it's still gonna be hot. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like the the reflection, or if, if you're talking about color transferring ac- across the galaxy, yeah. but then that's the other thing: how does light move within the galaxy? Then you got to open up that question: is that if it moves and travels, wouldn't it have changed form in order to do so? So if it does change form, wouldn't it change colors? Yeah, you're right. Let me like purple and red. That's and what stuff. I'm saying. But Sky do turn red sometimes. It does turn red. Turn orange. But then, what does that mean about the temperature of the sun? Is it cool to know? Because mm. you say blue is the hottest. If blue is the hottest, okay. But that's what I'm saying. If but even then, what is what if black? What if black is the hottest? Oh shit! I think we're in trouble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in a little trouble on we that. Might one. Not even talk about that dream. No, not at all. I think we gotta we, ask people. What kind of crazy dreams y'all have? 
Nah, we just got all right. If anybody had a dream about a meteor or uh, something, just just DM me at Bear Beer. That's all I need. Or a dead zombie. A dead zombie. Just trying to do a poll real quick. Yeah, that was a pretty. I think that was coincident. We spent a lot of time together, so it might be. But still, I don't like us having the same dream like that. And I ain't say nothing about. I was a little. Hey, I had a dream about me hitting a lotto. Shit, nigga, let's make that. I need that dream. You yeah. wouldn't play the ticket after that, huh? Nah, like for some you like, wouldn't you play know the how, ticket. You, you know how like you crazy. play the ticket. Uh-uh. You ain't play the ticket after your Willado dream. I got to scratch y'all. God, boy, I can't stand y'all. <laughs> I, gotta I can't stand y'all. I don't like looking, bro. I do not like gambling. I don't either. But you know, it, I don't. With me saying I don't <laughs> like gambling, a lot of my people they love gambling, and I feel like economics is our part. It's in, a quick come up. That's all. Well, yeah, that's all. But that's... at the same time, like, I think like our economics is different from uh, white people' economics, and I say this because we look at money as like, ah, man, I get this house, I can get, I can get this, that, and the other. A lot of them, they'll look at it as a tool. Mm. They're looking at more like, okay, I'm gonna gain this asset. I'm gonna go do this. And I'm not saying that our people don't because I'm well. House in, is an asset, but I know I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying like you instead of going look buy at some it, rims, they look at it as a house, yeah, as a forever house. Yeah, versus instead a house of you going river. to buy some rims, uh, their asset could buy them some because tax season is right around the corner. Yeah, and that's what Dr. King was picking, speaking about with the other America. He basically went from civil rights to silver rights. And when I say civil rights, S-I-L-V-E-R, that is the economic rights that we as people have. Now, we have these equalities as, okay, now we can sit down with them in the restroom. Now we can go to the same restrooms. Now we can sit on the same bus. We can do that. But you are a funny individual. (laughs) You know, uh, now that we have these things, our civil rights is our economics like. Instead of going to our barbershops, we stopped going to our barbershops. Go to Superclips. To go to Superclips. <laughs> I ain't never understood. And you know what? I love my mama. I, I really love, 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 love my mama. <laughs> that means he about to say some atrocious <laughs> shit. <laughs> Something is coming. She got, she, she, she mean well, but she got me a card to uh, one of the, uh, White salons, like the like the haircut type mm-hmm. deals. I forget the name of it, but it's like a white salon. But like they sell like alcohol and stuff. Yeah. But I be like, I'm not gonna let them touch my hair. No, nah. I, I can't. Like, I can't let people with out the same with the different the, hair touch my hair. Nah, because you don't know what nah. the hair you doing. I see how they do them dudes in Hollywood. <laughs> everybody in Hollywood got a fucked up hair. Not everybody, because some man, I ain't gonna lie, but the brothers they get they they uh. They bring it. It depends on what, what type of role you got, like a Denzel or somebody. Yeah. But did you ever see um what was that? Franklin? What was it? Um, he was a drug dealer. And they was like in the 70s. Whoever did they haircuts, boy. I was like. You talking about Bumper Johnson? Nah. You ain't talking about golf or all of Nah, not that one. Uh, American Gangster? Nah, not that Frank one. Frank Lucas? Nope. Shout out to my LB. Frank Lucas the Captain? No. My line brother name, his line name is Frank Lucas. Oh, nigga. I was about to say, I ain't even know he went to school. He Frank Lucas, I'm El Capone. You show right. Yeah. You show right. Know it. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but back to this Dr. King. And you know what? I appreciate Dr. King. When is Malcolm X? Malcolm X got holiday. I don't think Malcolm X has a national holiday. That's the damn thing. He don't have a national holiday. And uh, a lot of people honestly don't realize that uh, Malcolm X wasn't, his whole campaign, he wasn't all nonviolent. And I know you are very much Malcolm X, Brother X. Mm, Somewhat. But I'm saying, I know you. So you looked at Dr. King and I ain't going to say you. Some might think like that. That uh Dr. King was oh man, he he was a wuss. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Cause at some point he got to a point where he was like, Okay, we're no, gonna fight fire with fire. Even no, though I'm pushing it. he had the NOI. Bro, it was nah. That was I, I just think that 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 turning of the cheek should only go so far. It did only go so far. Nah, it went so was... far up until he kept getting into those situations, and he 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 finally understood that okay, I can still push my political part and um do what my work here that I need to do, but at the same time I can't keep letting this happen because I got to make it home. Like I got to go home at some point. I'm I'm not trying to jeopardize which he did give his life for the people. Yeah. And do you feel like even us as the people? would do the same for a man that did that for us. And not saying that we wouldn't do it for, you know, Jesus himself. But when it comes to a man that bleeds blood like you have, and we've seen physical pictures of, do you think people would do the same? Not in this day and age. Now that thing got no social media clout behind it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to tweet it first. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like They're going to tweet like... You can't, and yes, it is a tool to get the word out there, but at the same time, this dude was making moves without Twitter. Like, imagine, imagine if Martin Luther King had Instagram, Damn. or if he had Facebook. I'm not gonna lie; I feel like that's on the same level of uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But he didn't have it. Farrakhan, the Honorable, the Honorable yeah. Louis Farrakhan, did. He's banned from. Facebook, oh, he's yeah, yeah. banned from Instagram, yeah. but yet still reaches and help millions. Yeah. Like that's what good work does. Yeah. Like whether you have I forgot about that too. What? That he was and see that's because I've been watching and listening to Farrakhan, Donald Lewis, who? The Honorable <laughs> Lewis Minister Farrakhan yeah. for a long time. Um and I forgot that he did get banded. Um and that's really that should go to show you like the awakening that he was doing because he wasn't saying anything that was falsified Mm -hmm. because you can go do the research. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, and he wasn't preaching from a point of um, cut off their heads, but if the shoe fit (laughs) and you feel offended, then make your head roll. Yeah. Like uh, I seen one sermon he basically was saying about us as black people, we need to get gain economics. And the reason we need to gain knowledge of economics is because yeah, we can shoot. Yeah, we can run. Yeah, we can score some touchdowns. But all of us can't do that. And you know what really sucks is that those that do do that, they gone. They so far gone, you can't even touch them. Yeah, exactly. Like 90% of those people. And since that tax bracket changing, then you got to understand, when you give somebody between the ages of 20, <clears throat> I take this back, 19, because we can go from the NBA, 18, 
from the ages of 18 to 25. And, 20, and I say 25 is because that's when I feel like you get into – because I, when I got 25, it was like a shift in my life. That was just a weight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me fat now. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, your, your maturity level changes. And when you give somebody 18, 19, $20 million. Yeah. I ain't got to learn nothing else. All you got to do is hoop. All I got to do is run, Ball, shoot, jump. That's it. But you shouldn't be required to. And that's people used to get on Floyd asking him about, oh, he can't read, he can't read. But he can build a business. True. He can hire somebody that can read for him. Mm-hmm. But he's done that because he focused so much on his craft. Yeah. Like I can I can't discredit him for nothing about not being able to read because that wasn't his job that he was his goal that he wanted didn't require him to do so. All he knew is that he just had a fight. He had to wake up every morning and practice and train. Every single day he trained and he would get to the next level. He, he you know how much he mastered his craft? He I'm, was able to make three hundred and twenty six million dollars in thirty minutes. No, that's crazy. That's not even talking about the endorsements. No, that's complete. That's 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 just. But funny. in thirty minutes, you make three hundred million dollars. That's why I can't wait till I go on tour to public speak, boy. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah, we gonna we gonna put that in effect. I told you, I'm gonna make you a millionaire, bro. Bro, I need it. I told you, I told my cousin, cause my cousin, I told you, he we went to the navy. I said I'm gonna make him a millionaire. Like, and I feel like these are the communities that we need. We need a, a community that's economically intelligent. Oh, yeah. Where we can feed off each other because I don't know everything. And I damn sure don't know everything. And, and you don't know everything, <laughs> but some things I might know you don't know, and we can feed off each other and mm-hmm. then collectively come together with like minded ideas and build an even bigger ideas. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day and it wasn't built by one person. Oh. You in these Rome quotes. I'm giving you damn Can we analysis. say Timbuktu wasn't Timbuktu built? Timbuktu in- wasn't built in one day and was not built by one person. You get what I'm saying? So even Martin Luther King didn't do it by itself. The boycott started with Rosa Parks. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that brought his attention to it. And if she didn't do what she did, I'm not going to say that he wouldn't have been able to do that. But who's to say that? That wouldn't have been something that he accomplished. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I I think that to have even that that type of gusto back then, because niggas ain't stepping up now. No. So I know because I've I've literally had to check grown ass black men. Well, I used to work with uh my old company, mm-hmm. um, and I was in I was in sto- different stores, and it would just be dudes just being like. Stupid rule over mm-hmm. some dumb stuff like they car not going through and they blaming her. I step up. They be disrespectful. I said, "Hey, bro, you better watch how you talking to this queen, dog." Because like, bro, you ain't you. If that was a nigga, if I was back there, you wouldn't say that shit. Exactly. I said, "You a man? Let me see, bro." And nigga just bro back down. I was like, "Yeah, like you can." Tell. But that's a real man. That that's characters of a real man. You gonna stand up for what's right. Like a lot of people, and this is messed up to say and think about. It, but a lot of people are not gonna go. uh Save if you see if if somebody see that a dude is whooping on a, a female outside in public, a lot of people just look at it. A yeah. lot of people would just record it. They might record it. That might be the most. And that's I see that all on. That's why I stopped getting on World Star. Like I haven't been on World Star about two, three years. I just seen a video. I just seen a video. A girl had got into it with somebody else. Her best friend was recording her behind her. She recorded her friend get shot. 
and recorded her facial experience expression when she got shot. Was that when the, it was a girl on the ground like pajamas? Mm-hmm. I couldn't see the video like my sound was off. But yeah, the fuck? but she got shot, and it's like, who records that? Yeah, and it's like we we came so far from Dr. King, Malcolm X to all these late from all these leaders who. Basically wanted us well, to let's keep naming some more leaders, you know. Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. Bobby Seal. You go. Okay. Doctor uh we're gonna go I was to, about to right say now. doctor. Oh, you got now the let's boys. Run, let's run it back. Let's you run it back. You got the boys. You have uh Booker T. Oh, damn, can I get some in? A shock of Kashore. Let's go. Go. Okay, look, I'm not about to go down the whole line. Huey P, let's go. Hugh, okay. <laughs> Black Panthers. Mm. But you have Dr. Umar Johnson. Oh, let's my go. God. Oh, God. He won't he gonna make me forget my point. Doctor Sweet. Okay, but anyway, you Nipsey Hussle, yeah, long live Nip. Why you gotta be long live Nip? It wasn't long live nobody else. We can't long live Doc. Nobody. Now, okay, else. in my leave. defense, in my defense, that's somebody I physically seen while he okay. was here. I, I give you that. I, was, I give you I that one. At the same I will give you that one. <laughs> I was here at the same time. I give you that one. You know, by, by like step. I'm pretty sure. Like if the times was different back then, my grandma would be like, "Long live Martin." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, rest in peace, but it's like, you know, that's just shout, our lingo. Shout it's, out to my nigga Martin. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I do have a question, though. What's up? And with you being from Third Ward, maybe you could answer That's a historic. And, and I love my hood. I ain't going to lie. That's a cool. historic. Well, I love your hood, too, but I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck every MLK I go on, that hoe is busted. No matter what city I'm in, every MLK is busted. Busted, man. You know what? If you listen to this podcast and you live on the MLK that's not busted, please let me know because every city that I've ever traveled to that had an MLK has had been potholes, crack houses. Like I'm talking about the whole work. So please, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna clear the first part of that question. That you gonna say it's not in Third World. I'm from Third World. Okay, MLK but you don't just... go from Third World. <laughs> <laughs> that's the South Park Street. Try to throw a slug at and secondly, uh, it's in the hood. You gotta, you gotta take that, this in. You gotta take this in, in accountability. Is that on purpose? You gotta take this accountability. This is why I say I don't feel like his dream has fully been uh read out or or planned out or played out, played out. You know, his his plan hasn't been fully played out for the simple fact of MLK in every city is in the hood. What is in the hood? Black liquor stores, oh. corner stores, black people, tax shops, wig shops, hair shops, you know, smoke shops. You got a beauty supply on every store, on Shit. every corner. Gas station. That's what I'm saying. And the people in that community, it seemed like don't care about that community. And you know what? And I can't be, and I say I have to talk from two minds, because why, yes, that's fucked up. From an economical standpoint, why the fuck would I put my business over here if the people around it can't afford it? Like, don't get, and this is just a real life statement mm-hmm. is that if my services, and this is a numbers, if I charge X amount of dollars, say I charge $20 for my service, and the average person over there only makes $40, which means that there's no need for my product if you can only make up to a certain point. So it makes it feasible from an economical standpoint to put these businesses with low overhead. But at the same time, it's like what you subscribe to because if black people are only going to subscribe to drinking liquor and, uh, and Swisher Sweets, then yes, they're going to continue to provide that to us. Now, so in closing on, on that point, and I'm going to say this, 
1990, that was a mass incarceration uh, bill passed by Hillary Clinton. From that point on... Bill Clinton. Nah, it was Hillary. Really? Yeah, it was Hillary. Uh, she was still in like the senator. Or, oh, okay. Um, it was the Clinton family. Cause he 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 ultimately signed it too. And so they both. So it's like a husband and wife. Anyway, yeah. so from the mass incarceration, the reason that I feel like personally it's like that, because you have lack of fathers and men in those communities, and then you had these young kids who raising <clears> themselves <throat> and bouncing idea like we thirteen bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, about how 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 to how to fuck with a girl. Or how to make some money. Or like how to roll some weed. Yeah. Like. So it's like, it's not the best person to bounce an idea yeah. off of. So if I'm not making good decisions and you don't make good decisions, and I'm asking you how to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody around me in that era, in that generation is going to basically feel how I feel. So we're all going to have like-minded. We're not going to be thinking about, maybe we need to buy this house. We're going to be thinking, we need to rob this house. How about I give you another one? How about even economics or even if the black father is in a household, is that the disenfranchisement when it comes to economics and the amount of money that somebody that's black that can what they can make um, is that if you have a certain level of income within the household, you're then working to provide and as working to provide, you may not always be at home. So you not being at home, it's like, okay, so who's raising your child now? Because yes, you are keeping the bills on and everything, but somebody in a different situation and in another neighborhood has more economical resources. And when you have more economical resources, nine times out of 10, you have more time. So therefore, with that time, you do have that availability to be within your child's life and to know what's going on, to monitor, to navigate them. Um, and that's just, I mean, because I even go through the economical hardships at times too, to be able to rise out of that and still provide and have time with your family is the making of a true man. And uh, being a true man, you have to understand right and wrong and be able to take accountability. Like we said, that's what that's the, the, the year is about. That's, that's the, what this year is about. Being you accountable. accountable. And, you know, accountable. you got to hold each other accountable. And uh, I feel like that's ultimately our mission is to gain these groups and even in our own fraternities and sororities, we need to hold each other accountable and the people around us. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I say this, I, and what's funny is because I'm, I'm a person that takes control of very, very well. So I posted a picture, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm like two thirty right now, so I know I'm big. <laughs> yes, my God, I know, I'm, bro. Like four people that's close to me. It's like, damn, bro, you getting big? Getting I was like, but big boy, these are people that have like have seen me at like my peak, like when mm-hmm. I was swollen as shit. So to see me in a different light, it might be a little confusing to them. But I'm not big to the point where it's like, damn, nigga, like you know, you might have some health concerns. I'm just husky. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm saying he say I'm husky. <laughs> but it would I mean being able to take constructive criticism, yeah. those people tell me that be, but at the same time they know I'm the type of person that's gonna be like, you know what? Hold me accountable, nigga. You you say, okay, I, nigga, sit, let me make sure I'm doing 30 push-ups tonight. Yeah. Send me, me a text message. Send me that Snapchat. Like, yeah. <laughs> send me that Snapchat. Keep me, me and my cousin in. be doing it every night, then be like, send me 50 push-ups. Yeah, shout out to my boy Raheem. I see that boy pushing that uh that fitness life real hard. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been saying what. I've been saying he be inspiring me to get my ass back in the gym for real, cause he he well at the uh and he in, in the same situation we in we you know got, he, got kids yeah he he club so, bad so, zombie so that's the, the and that's no excuse that that shows right there 
is no excuse for nobody because if one person in the same category that you are can do it, you can do it. No, it's just got to you get say, off your about working out because that's a whole different ball game. I ain't what gonna, you mean? No, no, no. What you said before? Just put your shoes in front of your Hold bed. Hold on. Time out. Time out. <laughs> I can work out, but at the same time, if I haven't chosen my mind that there's a need for me to work out, then there's no reason for me no, to do No, I so. get that. I get that. But I'm saying if you sit there and you know that you out of shape, so you can't sit there and just complain. But sometimes, and here's the thing, people will be like, oh, I don't have the time. But I you always tell you, you make the time for the things that you want. Yeah, you and you time. can find time to substitute, which I've managed to find throughout my day to at least get my ass on the treadmill or walk around in the office building or something. Yeah, you're talking about your seven minutes a day. And I take the stairs, too. I don't take all that's, the stairs. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, this episode is still brought to you and always will be brought to you by Bam Beard. Yeah, man. I, get your get your grow on. Yeah, I got uh, get some your grow on. Everybody, everybody, get your grow on. What? Everybody. Get your... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, definitely put that promotion in for Zombie if you want the twenty. What is it? Twenty? No, that's buy one get one free. Baby. That's buy one get one free. You put the uh Zombie in there. And for the thirty five percent off, you put your boy. You look out for your boy Ken. When y'all put in that triple B, I'm gonna tell you what it do. It do something to you, boy, because that mean I got an influence on people. Mm. That one thing I ain't think I was gonna have. You become an influencer. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's your crazy. You went from walk around the room eating super meal to. Becoming an influencer for bad man, but that's the evolution of life, man. And I feel like us evolving in life uh, is something that <laughs> is good. It's good for humanity. Like the evolution of life, when you see people make mistakes, it's like, okay, did they learn from it? Now, mm-hmm. if you don't learn from your mistakes, that's when you're in a stuck stage. But if you can learn from your mistakes, that's when a real man is shown. And a real man ain't somebody that just uh, quote unquote a real nigga. And there's a good quote that I've always loved, and it goes like, it says, the only constant in the world is change. Mm -hmm. Those that adapt live on. Those that don't wither away. Mm -hmm. Mm. Hey, so I'm going to leave y'all with a quote, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You want this quote battle, huh? I'm going to leave y'all with a quote, too. It ain't really much of a quote. It's a concept. Uh. Somebody had a vision for today to happen. Like somebody had a vision of how today would look. And we should have the vision of how tomorrow's gonna look. Mm. Okay. If you can't vision tomorrow or 10 years, you're gonna be stuck in today living in somebody else's 10 years. Like gentrification, that is gonna happen. Okay. That's fine. I got a quote. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead of rap battles, so, quote battles. So a coward dies many deaths. Oh my God. <laughs> but the valiant never tastes death but once. <laughs> See me. Okay, so uh You got another quote? Do I have another quote? I got them for days, boy. You got another quote. I got okay. them for days. I'm gonna give out one quote and then I'm gonna be done. Um, Make sure you get about your um your social media. Yeah, nah, that's that's gonna it. happen. But I, I I definitely have a quote. Now I have a bunch of my notes. In your notes, nigga, I'm going off the top. Man, oh, we freestyling. I know you blind. We freestyling. Man, you know what? 
gonna go out with the quote that's gonna stick with me. OG told me this. Uh, save your money because one day it'll save you. <laughs> that's fine. I'm gonna give you my OG oh my quote. <laughs> so my OG told me he said, um, "You never lose a girl over money, but you always lose a girl chase." Wait, damn! You never lose a girl over money. You never lose. But you, you never lose, lose money, money over a girl. Yeah. So yeah. So I had to fix your quote. This is what I'm saying. But that's because your won. OGs know my OGs. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down. Happy MLK Day. I hope, because uh, if y'all hearing this on Tuesday, yesterday y'all went to the parades. Uh, my little boys, they're going to be in a parade this year. Uh, we're going to be promoting Day of Zombie out there. And, uh. You know, uh, and y'all can go follow us on Instagram at Dad Zombies. That's D A Double D Z O M B I E. Uh, you can go follow, go email us because I'm still waiting on my letter. Please, somebody. All right, so look, time out again. We gotta take a pause because <laughs> I asked y'all to send Ken a letter. I need this. Is what I need y'all to do. I need somebody to send me a DM to Baron Beard. Right. And I need you to ask for the address on where to send the letter to. I'm going to give y'all Ken's personal address to his home. I'm going to give y'all P.O. Box. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all the personal address to his house. <laughs> and he going to get the damn P.O. Box when he texts me. What's your address, bro? But anyway, please send this boy a letter. That's it. That's all we want. Just a letter. Okay, one letter. Anyway, y'all can just email us at zombie at gmail.com. And, or y'all can just DM. You know what? I'll take a DM since it's... 2020. We'll take now. a DM. I'll take a DM. We'll take a DM and on Dad Zombie. Y'all can hit me on Dad Zombie. That's D A double D Z O M B I E or King Ken underscore. That's K Y N G K E N underscore. And y'all can go hit my boy, Bear Beard. Busy. Bear in Beard. Because some people be like, and when I say some people, I'm talking about the person I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. He say, he say, I'm saying bear and beard. I ain't it's saying bear and beard. You know bear. why? Because there's a bear every, in every no, beard. No, 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 no. Because every beard begins <laughs> with bear. <laughs> hey, I need to get my soundboard because I had a hell of a sound effect in my head when I could have played that. No, uh, no freestyle this one? No freestyle. Fuck it. We're going to, you know, we talked about the late great MLK. We hope y'all definitely uh riding down the streets, watch me spray. Oh boys going off on like MLK. MLK boys, yeah, I came to win. I'm like Malcolm X, boys in the flesh, boys coming down, put the pistol to your neck. You've been in text for a long time. He hit it with the boys all the time. I told you why, because I got in trouble for saying bitches all the time because I'm from New Orleans. So. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we, we talked about the late great uh uh MLK and we hope it was informational for y'all because some things I learned, some things I'm pretty sure y'all learned. Uh, for all the listeners out there, we appreciate y'all every week because I didn't get to the point where I don't even click it. I just see what numbers and that they growing. And I and we appreciate our fans, the people that share, the people that subscribe, all that, you know. And with that being said, from Dad Zombie, your boy Ken, and your boy Bell, we out. With the beard.